What's up, everyone? Uh, Thanks for joining us for episode three of Unfinished Business, a spare of the moment all about the NBA and basketball podcast. I'm your host, Rob Straff. Alongside me, uh, the greatest co-host in basketball podcast history, Mead Considine. What's going on, bro? (laughs) Wow. Wow. Very high words from Rob. He does not speak to me this nicely off of the podcast. So very welcoming. Makes me feel very nice. Thank you, Rob. Hey, man, you got to... You help. I mean, listen, we made it to week three. I didn't think we we're going to make it this far, but a lot, a lot of it's, you know, it, um, it revolves around you too, bro. Hey, well, no, I mean, you're the one trudging it along. So you, you deserve all the credit. It's obvious that Ian is not um, an important part of the podcast, obviously, since we can continue <laughs> trudging on without him, but we had to kick him off. We found out he's an Elon Musk fan, so he's not on the podcast anymore. He's kicked off, kicked out of the group. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, man. But uh, we got a good one today, bro. Um, basketball has been, it's been good. It's been really good the last few weeks. Teams are starting to pull together just in time for the playoff crunch. Uh, what do you think, bro? Should we talk about some Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat? Well, I, I think I think we definitely should. I, I do want to talk about the Heat, but I we'd be remiss not to mention uh, LeBron injured, right? I know. And I absolutely. So obviously before we jump into the actual show, some bad news out in LA, LeBron, was it a hamstring injury, right? A high ankle sprain, high, high ankle sprain. So yeah. maybe the most serious injury of his career. What, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think's going on in LA right now? I think they're panicking. Well, I think that they're definitely scared. They're going to make the playoffs. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like that worried about it. Um, you know, I feel bad for LeBron obviously wanted to win the MVP and mm-hmm. this kind of throws that out the window because I remember Jean Morant had a high ankle sprain early in the season, and they were saying like six to eight weeks was the first timetable they gave for him for that injury. Right. He ended up coming back in like three and a half or something like that. Um, LeBron, obviously for the Lakers, it's all about the championship. So I'd imagine LeBron misses at least four weeks, right? And then they're going to be as careful as they can be because they just want him to be healthy for the playoffs, right? So, uh, I mean, it's tough. Like, I think that the Lakers will still be able to, uh, tread water because they're going to be a good a good solid defense i think no matter what but uh it sucks for lebron um and i i think that the lakers are everything but panicking they're worried they're very worried is how right I right yeah I'm, I'm definitely bummed i'm bummed out to hear that uh that news he was having an awesome season he's you know he's my favorite player probably of all time and it sucks that he's doing such legendary things at 36. And then it, it's, it's so weird. Like he's never been injured in his entire minus, you know, let, two years ago at the Lakers when he the had groin. That, the groin thing, but that wasn't, he was just out for, you know, protocol reasons. Like he's never had like a real injury. So it definitely sucks to see, but hopefully, you know, he'll be back and ready to rock and roll. And, you know, what is it? Two to four weeks, I think, or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, it, it'll be definitely be interesting to see how he, how he does rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, since he's a freak of nature, like if he, <laughs> if he is back in two weeks, like I honestly would be like not super duper surprised because it's like, oh, yeah, I guess he's just a cyborg. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm sure he'll be OK. He's he's, he's got a, an unbelievable body, uh, not to sound creepy, but <laughs> you know what I mean when I say that. So he'll, it'll, it'll, it'll all turn out OK in the end. It's just frustrating for now for them yeah so. getting there well he did i read something that he spends like a million dollars on training and supplements and stuff to keep <laughs> his body in shape for like the the seasons that is insane yeah 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 so i, I mean 
knowing that it's like if there's anybody anybody that's ever been prepared for like this type of injury and to bounce back from it and be fine it'd be him i mean it's just he's 36 these types of things have never really happened to him before so sure i think he's gonna be okay he's, there's some there's a lot of question marks absolutely prayers up for lebron um but yeah man let's let's kind of jump into things so first off First things first, what the hell is going on with that man, Jimmy Butler, over in Miami, <laughs> propelling this team to an unbelievable last two weeks? Um, they're, they're a team that I've been watching, I think, the most recently, minus the Sixers. But in the last two weeks, they're 8-2. and two. Jimmy Butler is averaging 27 points, 8 assists, and 7 rebounds. What do you think is going on? You think he's got a chip on his shoulder from everyone kind of counting? He's a competitor. So what do you, what do you think is going on over there with him right now? I don't know. It's impossible. I don't know what's going through Jimmy Butler's head ever <laughs> at any time ever. He's, he's, he's a madman in all of the great ways for sure. Um, I think, I think, well, I think he's just this good of a player. Uh, and it's just a matter of uh, him, him kind of getting all the minutes that he needs to, to get on a roll and, and, and get, get that type of production up. And they've needed it. They've, they really, really have needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, a few games ago, even though they, they've been playing well for, for a while here now, but, uh, you know, like three or four games ago, it was looking really bad where Hero and Robinson and Olenek just were not making shots. And those guys are supposed to be like 50% shooters from three when they're wide open. Sure. And they were just not making that. And so Jimmy has kind of really willed that team <laughs> to this, to this solid, to this solid record. And, and, uh, uh, it, and they have needed, it. they've certainly have needed it. Um, I, and I, so I've watched, I haven't been watching him in the last few games when Jimmy's been like last, like three or four games when mm-hmm. he's really picked up this, this steam uh, and people are now putting him in the MVP conversation, whether that's deserved it or not. I don't know, but uh, he, the, the heat were struggling for a while. Sure. And it never really was to me when I watched a scheme thing, it wasn't that it was like, Oh, well, they need to switch their offense up. That's the reason. Like, they're not scoring enough. They need to switch their offense up. It was just like that those, those white guys were not hitting their threes. Like, and we know they're good shooters. So I know this sounds dumb to be like, those guys just got to hit their shots and they'll, in the book, in the, uh, the heat will be good now. Uh, that sounds stupid and like, like not very pretty lowbrow analysis. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I honestly think it was, has been as simple as that, where those guys haven't shot like dog shit uh for a little while now um and jimmy's been able to get those assist numbers up and now he's looking at like a 28 point triple double for the past how many games did you say you've been doing that i think the last 10 games he's been out of his fucking mind i don't know exact those are the exact numbers i don't know what exactly he's been doing but it's been it's been it's been great man he's putting up like Giannis numbers right now it's ridiculous dude yeah yeah it is really impressive and 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 uh it's been they've had a weird season because out of the gates it was kind of like the inverse for the heat where bam was playing that way for them. Sure. Uh, and bam was like, looked like he was like going to be an MVP conversation, like a month into the season type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of hasn't been that type of player since. Uh, and they, they, they slumped for a while. And now Jimmy's Jimmy's picking it up and, and, and giving it some, and it's because they like, I don't think that there's a player in the league that's more missed by his former team than Jay Crowder, uh, at least role player wise. Sure. He's Jay Crowder played a role. I remember going into the Bucks Heat series in the playoffs last year, saying to my little brother, I said, 
you know, it's a, it's a tough matchup for the Bucs. They haven't played well against the Heat all season. Um, but I, I think the Bucs will win as long as Jay Crowder doesn't start shooting the ball like Clay Thompson. And I ate my words pretty hard on that one because Jay Crowder shot the fucking ball like Clay Thompson in that series uh, in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, too. And, uh, you know, they signed, they've been looking for a four all season, it seems like. They, they signed Mo Harkless, started him at the beginning of the season, and he sucks. He was trash. He's now not even in the lineup. They're experimenting with like KZ Akpala, who they're really high on, but mm-hmm. like he's just not ready to contribute to winning at that level yet. Um, and then now they're, they traded for Trevor Reza, right? They're, they're hoping that Trevor Reza I like Trevor Reza. Can be that player for them. He's, you know, Trevor so, Reza is obviously at the back end of his career, but you know, he's still, he's come off the bench, score a little bit of points, good shooter. Um, not, you know, not a good shooter, I guess you could say average shooter, <laughs> but it, he could make it, a difference. He could make, he could make a difference. For sure. That's what, if he can do what Jay Crowder did, then he scary, honestly, like, like I, as a Bucks fan, I don't want to see the heat in the no. playoff series. No. You know, like, because if you lose to them, everyone just makes fun of you again, even <laughs> though they're fucking good. Like you just get made fun of because your team lost to the heat. Whereas like if the Bucks lost to the Sixers or the Nets, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, okay. Like that team's really good. And people would, would not really make fun of the Bucks too much for that. But uh, I think that I, like, we talk about a tier one of those three teams, um, but if Trevor Reese can come in and 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 get and place that Drew Crowder role really well, then you know I think that they can be knocking on that door at least. They're clearly the fourth best team. There's a yeah. big gap between them and the fifth best team for sure. Absolutely, and just kind of going back to what you were saying about, well, I mean, just to, for a team to to come together, you know, obviously Jimmy Butler has been awesome and he's been the spearhead of it, but you gotta, you know, you gotta have kind of have all the pieces fall into place. So in your, in your opinion, who would be their two and three guys? You think it's, you know, Tyler hero and who, who has been running with Jimmy in this one? Right. So, yeah. So in the playoffs last year, like before the finals, uh, Bam was their best player in, in the Bucks series mm-hmm. and in the Eastern conference finals against the Celtics. He played better than Jimmy in those two series. Uh, so, yeah, Bam's got to play a little bit better, and he'll yeah, be fine. Bam's great. Uh, the answer is that at some point, Dragic is, you know, going to be old and not be able to be the same player that he was even in the play, in the bubble last year. And, and, and so Dragic has to be a little more effective, but a lot of that has to do with the way that they use him. They, they, they're desperate to keep, bring him off the bench. So he can play with that bench unit. He plays better with the bench unit. Uh, but Hero, I just, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'd be interested in hearing your opinion. I have a lot of questions about Hero where uh, <laughs> how good is he, right? And, of course, how good is he going to be is a great question. But right. even right now, like, I don't, I watch some Heat, not a ton. But when I watch them, it's like if Hero's kind of the type of player where sometimes I'm watching the Heat and I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot Tyler Hero was on the floor. Like he's just he just disappears. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried that 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 like you said, the, the lack of a third best. Like because obviously Hero and Dragic and Crowder played so awesome. Any of those three players could have been their third best player on any night, and they win a game sure. in the playoffs. But it just seems like they're not getting that third like great production at that third spot right now. So I don't know. Who do you think? Do you think Hero can turn it around and, and play a little bit better? Or what, where do um, you think? Uh, so 
Tyler here is, uh, he seems like he's calling, I think, all three of our podcasts, and it's never really been a positive thing. (laughs) But I don't, I was never this big believer that he was going to be this, you know, future MVP. I don't know where that came from. Listen, he played, you know, very well for, uh, what was it? We're in his second or third year right now. He played very well last year for his rookie year. Um, my, My problem is, and I see a lot, these guys play great and then they take a step down in their second year. And typically when a player takes a step down in their second year, and you kind of look at this from guys who have done it in the past and guys who have not, who have really made that jump, it typically doesn't pan out well for them. Um, you know, they're obviously Kobe is an exception. He played better second year. Kobe wasn't very good his first two years. I guess he was an all-star second year. It was only like 17 points per game, something like that, but he took that big step, but he's kind of one in, you know, one in a dozen. It's, Tyler here is, I think, averaging two less points per game, shooting worse from three. I know that he's shooting like 31.5% from three. I, I I don't see him being this number two or number three option on a team like this. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. We're in agreement. On, we're in agreement on that, that it just doesn't, he's a good shooter and he has a lot of cool things. Like he can, he can um, take that dribble in, do a pull up. Uh, it's pretty nice. He can run a pick and roll. Like he has a lot of skills doesn't just shoehorn him into that's a nice shooter like he just out, is out there to shoot like JJ Redick or something like that he has a lot of different things that he can do so he's definitely going to be a good player and a valuable player for the Heat for a long time mm-hmm. as long as they want him there but I agree like I, I don't know I feel like that was just like a hype beast thing like some yeah, shit yeah. we talked about it like you see it on Instagram where it's like yo this dude's sick like like 2k is giving him like 84 overall ratings like He's like, oh, he's as good as Chris Middleton. And it's like, I, like that's how it was kind of reactionary, the way that people um, acted after that that playoff run. Um, but he'll be okay. I think it's just sort of, yeah, like you said, it's a little sophomore slump thing. Um, he'll yeah. figure it out. But he's, he, you know, he's not, yeah, he's not Kobe or like, like Luca made that huge jump in his second year and exactly. became like a first team all NBA guy. Like, Hero's not one of those type of guys. But I think he's going to be like, Hero can be the fourth best player on a championship team for sure, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think if Hero's your fourth best player, I think you look you look pretty good. A good version of Hero, good, not this yeah. version. Yeah, but you know he'll, he'll hopefully grow into it and he'll be able to get better and better. And he's kind of right now. It's kind of live or die by the three. He's one of those guys. And if he gets that percentage up, what, what do you think? Like thirty to thirty six percent, maybe five points up. It's going to be a lot a lot better for him, a lot smoother. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that's what the Heat need. need him, him, and, and Robinson and and Olenek. We know they're good shooters and they just haven't been shooting well. So that's the big thing when that's really starts to turn around the heat, the heat, uh, our scary team. And, and the big question with them in the playoffs is, is that, but, but also for me, just can Ariza at least replace somewhat replace that, that Crowder role that they're really yeah. missing. Sure. Um, I, I completely agree. I think that's a really good pickup on their part, or it's just, it's either a really good pickup or it's super wishful thinking. So we'll have to see yeah. which, which side it, it pans out to be. Um, but I'm excited for them, man. I, I was, I wanted to see, you know, it's really just been, I don't want to talk about these too much, but it's really just been three teams in the East that have been doing anything. And it's cool to see them kind of come up on the scene, especially after having, you know, lack of better words, lack of better terms, a shitty first half of, you know, first couple of weeks of the season. So yeah. We'll have to see kind of what happens. Tough loss for them, obviously. Overtime loss. Don't sleep on the Pacers. I've said this since first week. They're fucking good. They're 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 a sleeper in my opinion. They're going to be on the playoff hunt. They're they they probably will make the playoffs. And if they do, God bless whoever they see in the first round. 
Yeah, it, it's funny. It's probably one of our teams. That's yeah, I know. In the first round, and that'll be that'll be an annoying first round series, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, it's not Absolutely. not an automatic W. Absolutely. So, kind of aside from the Heat, there have been obviously a couple other teams that have been really picking it up. Um, Hawks, one of them. Uh, but the team I'm really interested in right now, and I know you are too. You've been watching a lot of them. Is the Phoenix Suns, twenty eight and thirteen, sitting in second place in the West. This came out of virtually nowhere, you know, led by point general himself, Chris Paul. They've been awesome, man. Chris Paul has been playing out of his mind. He, you know, he, I know you're a big Chris Paul guy, but he really is, no matter how old he gets, he is a super steady presence and it doesn't seem to matter, you know, how old he gets. He, he just, every team he goes to, he brings them into playoff contention. Yeah, it is it's really impressive. Like I remember going into last year with the Thunder, the assumption was, well, the Thunder are not that good of a team. Mm -hmm. They'll probably trade CP3. And so like they're over under going into the season was really, really low on wins. Right. Uh, and then they, they ended up, I think the four seed, right. Or the five seed, one or the other. They were in uh, there. They were in like, there. yeah. And that was, I mean, they had good, they ended up having a lot of good players, but a lot of that had to do with, with, uh, with Chris Paul and, and, and kind of, kind of riding the coattails of, of what Chris Paul can do on the court. And, you're seeing that in Phoenix too. Chris Paul is now in MVP talks among certain people uh, and deserve it, but it's not just CP. Uh, no, they have a really solid roster all the way through, uh, which are some of my favorite teams to watch are those teams that like the jazz are one of those teams. Um, the Hawks, like for, since they've had McMullen and they've been healthier, kind of one of those teams where they don't have someone at the end of the bench who's getting 15 minutes or whatever. It's just straight up bad. Every player on the Suns is a good player. Uh, and so it's not just CP3. They have a solid roster. Uh, I, have a, I have a spicy question for you real quick. Uh, let me hear before I Before I talk more about the Suns. Okay, so are the Suns the best backcourt in the NBA? Are the Suns the best back? You're talking about Devin Booker and CP3? Yeah, so I guess the other, the only other, the only other team, right, would be Kyrie and Harden. Is that I, a crazy, is that a crazy, are we, is it crazy that we, that I'm even asking you that? No, I it's like, not. I feel like I know your answer. Okay, yeah. It's not crazy. And I think that, look, I think that just from a pure talent standpoint, I would say probably Kyrie and Harden are a little bit better. I'd agree. But I'd agree. But the way that Chris Paul makes his teammates better, it, that's the, I mean, it's, I'm going to say that's the reason Devin Booker's playing so well this year, but he is really helping Devin. He's getting Devin Booker a lot of really good looks. And Devin Booker, and also people seem to, you know, don't don't really pick up on that. CP3 can score too. He's a great player. He's just, he's a great all-around player. So Devin Booker doesn't have to score 26, 27, 28 points per game. Now we're seeing it for them to be a playoff contention team or even, you know, a fucking championship contention team right now. Yeah, which yeah, is awesome. absolutely. So, and, 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 and CP has been, um, part of it has to do with CP, but part of it just has to do with these young guys getting better orchestrating a, like an awesome year for Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges is going to be like on an all defense team. That's not, stings. he's not just, here's the thing. People that may not watch the Suns or may not have watched Mikhail in, in, in college might not know this. Mikhail is not just a three and D guy who, who stands awesome. in the corner, like Trevor Reza or some shit. Mikhail can do everything on the court. He's a really good player. Uh, he even has, he even has uh, gotten mad when people have called him a great three and D player. Uh, he's like, I don't know whether he's tweeted about it or just on interviews where he's made the comments that like, he's really 
he's really mad that people shoehorn him that way. Like he's, well, he says he's a really good player, and he is. He is. I would you want to hear you want to hear a funny story about Bridges. Um, so I'm obviously a big Villanova guy, uh, big Villanova basketball fan, and he was a massive part. He might have been the best player on that team. Um, but I, I, I think so. He was, I think awesome. he was better than Brunson. So his mom works for the Sixers. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. So the Sixers drafted him. This was two years ago. I was in Charleston with one of my good friends. We were, <laughs> we left on the day of the draft. So before we got on the plane, Bridges took, or Sixers took Bridges. We were hype as shit. We we're like, let's go high five. And everyone, everyone was, the, the, the flight was going back to Philly. So everyone on the flight was like, fuck yeah, let's go. We got Bridges, great pickup. By the time we landed in Philly, they traded him to the Suns. Right. And just the yeah. air, like everyone was looking at their phones and they all got the update at the same time because everything was on airplane mode. And I don't know, yeah, you know what I mean? Right, right. It just, it, you could I, just a collective. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and especially, especially looking back now where you traded back for Zaire Smith, who, yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm glad he's not on the podcast because I was the type of person who's like, dude, Zyra Smith is awesome. Like, you shouldn't be mad about this. Uh, you know, be grilling me right now for saying that shit. So, yeah, right. But Zyra Smith, don't be too, like, sucks you didn't get until Bridges. I just want to say, Zyra Smith, weird peanut allergy thing. I know that, like, I, I remember Ian's mom was, like, in the hospital when he came in for the peanut allergy. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. right? And, and he had weird injuries the entire time he was there those two years. Like, like, don't call Zaire Smith a complete bust. Like, he had, he had, he got bad luck, bad draw. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. But uh, we we can we can launch back into the Suns here. Uh, uh, just you know, talking about CP has been big for them, but it is mm-hmm. it is like a full team thing. That Mikhail's awesome. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Crowder, <laughs> very missed by the heat oh yeah he's equally as important to the to the suns i think than he that he was to the heat uh crowder is by all accounts uh a huge culture guy for a team in a locker room like i remember when he was on uh the grizzlies beginning of last year that that john morant jaron jackson brandon clark all like loved him and like when he got when he got traded to the heat they were really beat up about it they really loved jay crowder uh he was a great player for the for the for the celtics uh, the exact same way. Uh, so I'm sure I'm, I know he's doing that for the Suns. And, and the thing with with Bridges, with Crowder, with, with Cam Johnson also, they're not just like, let's spread the floor around CP and Aiton and Booker. Uh, they can they can catch the ball and they can shoot that three. And they're all three are good shooters. But they can put it on the floor. They can get a pull up. They can take it to the rim. All three of those guys, like they have players that can do everything. Um, Jay and, Crowder, man. Um he seems to be such an awesome teammate. He was with Ja last year, right, over in Memphis. Right, exactly. And ja loved him. He, he made comments about how, you know, how great of a teammate yeah. he was, how he just fit so perfectly with him. So I'm with you there. And, there and, and, right. and, so, and so having all these types of players that can do everything on the court, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it fits well with, with, with CP because CP is such a when you have when you have a team – it's a Chris Paul team. It's a very deliberate, slow-paced team, right? Yeah. And that's what the Suns are able to do. Uh, and with that deliberateness that comes with Chris Paul, also comes efficiency. I mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, there are two teams that are top five in half-court efficiency on offense and defense, mm-hmm. uh, and that is the Jazz, but also the Suns. Uh, they're the best half-court team 
in, in the league right now, right. Uh, which is pretty indicative of like, so what does that mean? It's indicative of, of what playoff style basketball is like, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, notoriously with Giannis, the knock is that, well, he's the best player in the league in transition. So now in the playoffs, there's not transition. It's a big reason why Giannis struggles, which there's some truth to that. There's, there's some bad faith argument arguing <laughs> being made there, but that's a different conversation. Uh, the Suns, there's, there's, there's such a weird team to figure out because they're obviously awesome. They're what they're two games back from the, from the jazz who have been the talk of the league for how good they are. Two games back is not that far. They're a game up on the Lakers, two games up on the Clippers right now. Uh, and, and I still just have, I still cannot figure out despite the evidence that I just put forward, if they're going to be a good playoff team or not. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with DeAndre. Ayton. I was just going to say uh, that. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, I don't know what to think of what, of, of DeAndre Ayton in a lot of different ways. Uh, and it's not just, it's not just that like, you know, the center position is the most important defensive position on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having a center who is not a solid defender can be really, really tough. Uh, and Ayton is like similarly to Jokic, like fine, but has a lot of issues. They have different issues. Like Jokic can defend really well in space. He has a really active hands. Aiton, that's like the only. There's some things that he's bad at. I will, and I saw a weird stat the other day about Chris Paul. Um, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it seemed to be true. So, Chris Paul, majority of his assists, I think it was like 70 percent of his assists go to the way of guards instead of big men. So, and you see that directly. Now you see Aiton's averaging two less points per game right now. I'm not saying he's taking a step back, but he's not getting as many looks from CP3. I think is he's used to without CP3 there, where he was kind of the second guy on the team. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I think the thing, the, a big reason why, especially this year, when I watch them, I would, mm-hmm. I would say that that's happening is because Aiton is such a, threat to the rim kind of like that that teams will respect that and not just let him roll for an easy oop or whatever and so that's why chris paul is kicking it out uh and and the other thing is that chris paul likes likes to run off that pick and roll do that little snake dribble to the to the wing uh Mm -hmm. past the nail and 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 then kind of just make decisions from that point whether it's a pull-up that he seems to never miss or like a wide open layup or an oop or that kick out like like in whether it's CP, whether it's Booker doing it, uh, both those guys just eat in the mid range. Like they're just automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's my big question with Aiton is if that guy, if you can't trust him, you're going to have to trust him with a lot in a playoff series against a good team in the West. Uh, so, because you're going to have to go against whatever it might be. Gobert is going to have to defend Anthony Davis. Like are those yeah. people going to be guarding him? Yeah. And so if he can't stay on the court, you know, now you're relying on Dario Saric at, at center <laughs> who dude, they, he's been good for them. Like yeah. he's, he's given them a lot on both ends, but it's concerning that they've needed that production from him on both ends. Uh, it, like they need that threat to the rim. And if Dario's in there, then now all of a sudden you don't have that threat to the rim and CP's game off that pick and roll and books game off that pick and roll gets a lot harder. Uh, so that's kind of my worry with them is, is, not even that Aiton, like, is Aiton a good enough defender to be out there in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. It's almost just as much like, like, can Aiton continue to be that threat to the rim? 
uh, on offense uh, and, and, and maybe kind of like, I, I, I don't like saying this word because it makes you sound like fucking Shaquille O'Neal or Kendrick Perkins, but like, is Aiton soft? Like he just doesn't seem to play with the same sort of aggressiveness that he did in college in the post or, and when he's going up against great players like that, I don't see him like stepping up to the moment the same way. So DeAndre Aiton, um, he's not, he's got to be more aggressive because he's not, I completely agree with you. He's not the biggest center in the room. I mean, you know, he's a 6'11", 250 pound guy. I mean, he's jacked, but he's yeah. jacked, but he play he plays a lot smaller than that. And I think he needs to, he needs to use that size, although he might not be the biggest. He, right, he's, he's he's strong as shit. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, he I'm looks. That's the thing so. is like he looks. He looks and he's built like David Robinson. Yeah. Like, right. So and he can move. He's this incredible athlete. So like fucking DeAndre. It's so frustrating sometimes. Play like David Robinson, bro. Like just play that way. Watch a bunch of Robinson tape and play that <laughs> way. And sometimes it's really frustrating. So that is the big question mark. And then the other thing. Uh, that was kind of worrying as I did a little bit of research on the Suns was that they are their last in free throw attempts, uh, which is not, that's not what you want to see. You got to get to the line. I didn't and they're a good that. free throw shooting team too. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, like that's, and it's, and I, I think it has a lot to do with CP. CP doesn't attack the rim um, the same way and he doesn't get fouled that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, man. So that was, that was pretty concerning. So they're a weird team because, being second um, after all this in the standings over teams like the Lakers and the Clippers who have been playing well, it's really impressive. And they have the second best behind the nets, the second best record against quality teams. Uh, so they're really good against good teams, medium teams, bad teams, which is like pretty rare uh, for, 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 for these solid teams to be, to be, have such a good record against these really great teams. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to think, you know, they have this, playoff style of play that's probably going to be able to translate for the playoffs uh and cp's a really solid player but there's also the concern that cp hasn't had much success in the playoffs in his career and then there's concerns with Aiden. there's concerns with like that's the thing and they're young they're also young they don't have playoff experience yet right right uh so booker i'm not that worried about it he's a gamer i think that he'll be good in the playoffs no matter what <laughs> but mikhail i really love and it's just a question of like is he going to show? Is Cam Johnson going to show? Is uh, Jay Crowder will probably be fine? Is Langston going to be on the court? Langston. Uh, Langston, you think Langston Galloway is going to come in, hit some quarter threes? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Javon Carter steps up, straps up LeBron in a second round series. Maybe uh, Etwan Moore goes ballistic and scores 40 points per game in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, unlikely. Unlikely. So that's, that's the reason, another reason why I might not believe so much in this. But it'll be interesting. They're, they're, a, they're quite the ending. I watched, they're probably the, team that I, they're probably third or fourth that i watch the most often the stones okay. are and i have no clue they're still an enigma to me i can't figure out exactly how good they are how good they can be is um, is um is devin booker a good enough second option for them to win a ring yeah yeah because because if if not second Andre, option but you know what i mean right 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 is is cp and booker can they can they, the two of them, be the two best players on a championship team? Right. And the answer is yes. It just, like, the only thing that they would need is Mikael Bridges to be, like, the best version of Mikael Bridges. Sure. And DeAndre Ayton to be the best version of DeAndre Ayton, which is a possibility. But but that's where it's that's where it gets concerning, where it's like, I just don't think that those guys are going to be that yet. So 
but just so hypothetically, like, can the Suns win an NBA championship this year? They can. Will they? No. No. <laughs> uh, you know, will they win a playoff series? Maybe. Like, that's the thing. In the West, because there's so many good teams at the top, like the top six in the West, uh, they can hold on to that two seed since LeBron and AD are going to be out and get like a get like a Spurs draw in the first round, and then and then have to play the Clippers in the second round. Like they could be the Nuggets team this year, where they just boom, they beat the Clippers in the second round, and now they're there in the conference finals. And then once you're in the conference finals, all it takes is a good series or an injury and you can be hoisting the trophy at the end. So, you know, every OB. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I, you know, I was this close to becoming a Phoenix Suns fans. <laughs> Phoenix Suns fan changed my Twitter handle to right. go Suns or some shit like that after the Sixers got destroyed by the Celtics in the bubble four games to none. So, I, you know, I, I like to see them. I like to see them play well this year. Always gives me a second option to back up on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not absurd though to have like a favorite team in the Western Conference. Like you can cheer for them in the playoffs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I find myself cheering a lot for everyone but Dame Dollar. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. Well, <laughs> I find myself cheering a lot for the Warriors over there, dude. I, I just, I'm, you know, big Steph Curry guy. Yeah, you're a big Steph I, I, I want to see James Wiseman um, play really well. He's been playing a lot better recently, which has been, you know, it's been cool. But real quick, so who who's going to be the better player? Anthony Edwards or LaMelo? I'm not talking about rookie, rookie of the year. It's going to be LaMelo. But who, who's got more upside right now? Anthony Edwards is out of his well, fucking I mean, mind right now. You can ask, you, you can ask the question rookie of the year because now that Lamelo is going to be out the whole season. Oh, I forgot about that. Right, right, right. He fractured his wrist. Now Lamelo is out the whole season. If Anthony Edwards just like continues scoring thirty points a game for the rest of the season, yeah, he'll probably take it. Right. So, oh my just God. purely through playing twice as many games. So, the question of of who's going to be the better player long term, uh, Lamelo is a pretty easy answer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly, I, this is probably a hot take, is I think that Anthony Edwards' ceiling is higher. And that's just because I have a lower ceiling on LaMelo, I think, than most people. I really like LaMelo. I think LaMelo is like a sure thing. We know what LaMelo is going to be. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be 20, 26 and six, sure. uh, like chalk it up or 27 and seven, chalk it up uh, for, for a long time at the minimum, I think. So the, the easy bet is that LaMelo is going to be better because we already know that he's going to be really good. But I think that if Anthony Edwards can can figure some stuff out, like I'm not saying he can be Dwayne Wade, <laughs> who is one of the best shooting guards of all time, one of the Third best greatest three or shooting four. guard ever. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying he can be Dwayne Wade, but he can be a lot like Dwayne Wade, that type of player. Um, Anthony Edwards shoots way too many three point shots. So if he can just decide to shoot half as many, or decide to make eight percent more of them, ten percent more of them either of those things can kind of turn him into a more efficient player. And then as he gets old, I mean, it's a rookie as he gets older, he can progress. And so I guess I'm, it's a lot of words to say LaMelo for sure. But uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, he has such a high ceiling that, that it's worth asking. That's why I'm glad you asked. What do you think? First off, um, 
I was looking, I was on DraftKings yesterday, and I'm sitting there looking at uh, Anthony Edwards plus 600. And I said, no, because Lamelo's got it locked. <laughs> and then Lamelo got hurt. And you just reminded me. So I completely forgot that that was running through my head. And I, I probably would have walked away. I was going to throw 100 bucks on it. So I probably would have walked away with some good money. But that's besides the point. Um, Dang. Dude, that hurts. Sorry to hear about that. Sucks. Obviously want to see LaMelo come back healthy. I'm a big LaMelo fan. He's been awesome this year. I thought it was so freaking cool that he said, they asked him if he was excited to play LeBron. He was like, it's not like any, it's not, it's not different from any other game. I think that's awesome. I'm a big LeBron guy, but that shit is so cool. Like, and he played great. He was 27 points that game. He played awesome. So very well. Well, and then of course LeBron did LeBron's he's so petty. Yeah, like, right. It didn't, I think the Instagram post that he had was like dunking on dunking yeah. on Lamelo. <laughs> and it was just like it was. It had the caption had nothing to do with Lamelo, but it was just like obvious why he posted that. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Um, I I would have to say I, I agree with you. I think I think that Lamelo is going to be a better. I think when you look at like ten years down the line, um, you know, 10, 15 years when their careers are over, I think that you say that. Lamelo had an overall better career, but I don't see why both of them can't be future Hall of Fame basketball players. Um, wow! But the skill sets that they have, man. I mean, you see a lot. They're they're playing. They're both playing really well. I mean, you 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 think obviously Lamelo's done for the year probably, but you you see you think Anthony Edwards with that team over there, he'll end up finishing the, the season eighteen to twenty points per game. I think he's at sixteen right now. I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, no, he he's a scorer. He's a scorer. And what was cool when you watch the Timberwolves though is like between Chris Finch being the coach now and Anthony Edwards playing a lot more like Carl Anthony Towns used to play like a sad clown He'd just be out there doing cool stuff, but just like not happy about it. And like mm-hmm. now Carl Anthony Towns is like, yeah, like you see him out there and he's like, seems to be having at least a better time, a more fun time. So at the very least, Anthony Edwards is, is reinvigorating like the guy that is definitely their franchise player or of should course. be their franchise player. Sure. So, sure. So just having that for those guys is, is huge. It is a sad franchise up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus, dude. When, when you know when Andrew Wiggins is your second best player, it's <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> for for you know six years. <laughs> they, maxed, they they they're so desperate to have any good players up there. They maxed them out, paid them like thirty million a year. Like that is just tough stuff. I couldn't believe that. I I, I like Carl Anthony Towns a lot. I think that what he's gone through this year has been very unfair. And I think that it's cool to see him enjoy the game. And you know what I mean? We lively up a lot. It's been, it's been really cool to see him um, fight through what he's fought through this year. Obviously he's been hit really hard by this pandemic and shit. So yeah, that's, he seems that's, like such yeah, a good, I met him out in, um, did I ever tell you about that story? So I met him out in, uh, yeah. out in Los Angeles. I was with my cousin. We were eating at this place and I believe it was in Oak Park, California. And uh, we're watching the NBA, you know, the NBA combine and Cat's not there. And we're, we're like, where, where the hell is Carl Anthony Towns? I'm asking my cousin. He goes, turn around. <laughs> He's eating food in the booth behind us. So we, we walked out and we waited for him to come out for like five minutes. We we're like, yo, man, can we get a picture? And he was like, yeah, sure. He's a really cool guy. I think he was with his dad or he was his trainer or something like that. Dude, really? I'll tell you what, good, good fan decorum right there. That Absolutely. Do not, do not bother a person when they're eating. That's like, you listen to no, any celebrity, no, no, no. The, the one rule is just like, dude, if I'm eating, fuck off. So like, good, <laughs> solid, solid stuff there from you guys. Respectful. Well, that was crazy because we thought he was about to go to the Lakers. I mean, you know, working out out in LA, but I feel like, you know, all those guys work out in LA. It's just the best spot. It's warm all year round. It's just, you know, great weather all year round. Imagine how different, imagine how different things the entire league would be different if the Lakers would have won that uh, that lottery. 
and Carlin and Towns that went there. There's so many different, like, that's just so crazy about the NBA. There's so many different inflection points that, like, mm-hmm. you don't, you never think about, but if it would have happened slightly differently, that things could have gone way differently, you know? Uh, yeah, it's so funny to me that no matter what, how differently things could have gone, LeBron would have ended up in L.A. because he goes wherever he wants to and no one's well, going right. to say no. <laughs> well, right, that's true. Yes, that's but yeah, he definitely would have been there, but it would have been, like, a question of, like, like what type of team was he walking into? Mm-hmm. Like, Carlton Towns almost definitely on a team that LeBron goes to if, yeah, if yeah. Carlton Towns is in L.A. He keeps so, him. He keeps yeah. him. It's just funny to think about that type of stuff. That'd but. be a scary, scary three. Um, Cat the center, AD at the power forward, and LeBron at the small forward point guard. That would be scary. Yeah, that dude. No, we had a monster. Insane. Yeah, that's insane. It doesn't even matter who the two other players. It could be me and you, the two other players <laughs> on the court. <laughs> that team would be okay. <laughs> um, well, we're coming up on 40 minutes. Let's take a quick break real quick, and then we'll you know hop back into some other stuff. All right, welcome back. Uh, we got about 20, 15, 20 minutes left, so we figured we might as well <laughs> get a little quick hitter game in there. Uh, so, Mead. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to play this little game. It sucks Ian's not here to play this, but uh, maybe we can do another round of it when Ian's back. But uh, just this little game because I'm a huge Chris Middleton respecter, <laughs> not just as a biased Bucks fan. I love Chris Middleton's game. I think he's. Uh, a very underrated player, in my opinion, maybe the most underrated player in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this little game right here is very simple. It's just going to be, who do you think is a better player? Chris Middleton or blank? And now I'm just going to feed you some names. <laughs> just, just figure out what your opinion is. If you have a crazy opinion, I'll probably come through this Zoom call and choke you out. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see uh, what we got. Yeah. So, okay. So first, first one, who do you think is better? Chris Middleton or Zach Levine? <laughs> I had a feeling. I don't know why. I, um, I thought you were going to say, I think Zach Levine's better than Chris Middleton. <laughs> oh, that hurts a little bit. That hurts a little bit. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. I respectfully disagree. That's not going to that, That's not gonna bother me. This year, Levine's been really, really good. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but, yeah. This is, like, the reason why I actually really like this game, too, is because it's a really good marker on, like, if the answer is that yes, this person is better than Chris Middleton in like, I view you as like kind of the average fan, not the average fan, but you know what I mean? Like the fan that's just like has decent opinions and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. so, so if you think that they're better than Chris Middleton, it's a really good marker on like this player is a really good player that you mm-hmm. view this player as a really good player. And anyone who you don't think is better than Chris Middleton might be a good player, but they're not like star. Yeah. yeah. Like, Middleton's kind of like the marker for that. I think for a lot of players. So, all right. Next guy, I'm looking at my list here. Who do you think is better, Chris Middleton or DeMar DeRozan? Chris Middleton. Okay, good. That feels good. DeMar DeRozan is really, really good and also probably the second most underrated player in the league right now. He gets disrespected a lot, unfortunately. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's DeMar DeRozan. I'm not super amazed. He just kind of really, 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 um, I think I, I don't even want to go into it. I just think that him leaving took a lot of the wind out of his sails when Kawhi won that championship. And I think it sucks for him, but whatever. Right. It, it does. And it, I think that really contributes to DeRozan getting disrespected a lot and mm-hmm. people not, you know, what was going into the season, ESPN had him like 65th or something 
best player coming into the season, which is like absurd. He's not the 65th <laughs> best player. He's no, no, probably no, no, between no. 25 and 30 or 25 and 35. Like he's, he's really borderline all-star this year, man. He was good this year. Right. He's been playing great. He's the best. He's the best player on the seventh best team in the West. Like that's tough. Exactly. Uh, at least right now. So the, the thing with him is just not having that consistent, reliable three-point shot hurts. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, so, but okay. Moving on. Who do you think is better, Chris Middleton or CJ McCollum? <laughs> um, Chris Middleton. I- wow. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Chris Middleton definitely a much better defender than CJ McCollum. So there's a big gap there. Much, much better overall player. I think offensively he's much better too. He's much more efficient than CJ is. Yeah, I think just they kind of have similar games offensively, and then. Chris Middleton is just like four inches taller. So <laughs> it's a lot easier to shoot over top of people. Well, yeah, uh, he doesn't have Middleton doesn't have the ability to separate the way that CJ does. But I think that they're pretty similar shooting uh, reliability players, pretty oh. similar ability to create a shot of their own. I think Middleton might be a slightly better playmaker. Middleton, Middleton is a better playmaker for sure. Better passer, I think. But yeah, so, Middleton or yeah, no, I agree. CJ is actually. Um, I think he's shooting like 43% from three this year, which obviously not enough being said about that. That's pretty goddamn good. But I think that, well, I think that if you switch roles, um, no matter where Chris Middleton helps a team more so than CJ does in the end, especially with the defense compacted into it. So I'm going to have to go with Chris on that one. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So two more, I got two more, maybe I can do three, but you're going to be mad. Maybe that I even asked this one. I, I, I almost know where it's going. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, actually let's do this one. Let's do this one. Yeah. This one should be obvious, but we'll see. Who do you think is better? Chris Middleton or Tobias Harris? I knew you, I knew you were going to say that. I, th- I knew, oh, I knew that man. you thought I was, that's what I was, that's what I was originally going to say, but um, I, knew I, was say that. I know that we go back and forth on this one a lot. I think that Chris Middleton is a better player than Tobias Harris, but I think what I think what Tobias Harris is doing this year, I think Tobias is outplaying Chris this year. But I think if we're talking career-wise, Chris has had a better career than Tobias. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's not even it's not even better season, better career. Just who do you think is the better player? right now i mean it's got it's got to be that's so tough man they're like they're they're, no it is dude because the sixers are first in in the east right now they're missing Embiid, and and chris played like shit against the sixers the other day yeah he didn't play great he didn't play great and neither did really really good without when when simmons and Embiid have both been down tobias has been really good I don't know. It's probably Chris, dude, but it, Tobias is playing so well this year that I don't even almost don't even want to say Chris. I, I don't know, man. That's a really that's a toss up for me. I think they're very similar players. <laughs> uh, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Tobias Harris is really good. Like the fact that I'm even asking that question is is respect to, to Tobias Harris. So I'm sure there's some Sixers fans listening, like thinking I'm an asshole, but whatever. Uh, okay, how about this one? If you're that close on Tobias Harris, I'm actually not, I'm going to skip this one because you're going to, I already know the answer. Um, I was about to ask Chris Middleton uh, or Devin Booker, but I have a feeling that I already know where you're going to go on that. So we can just rush right through <laughs> that. I don't even want to hear it. Doesn't even, I don't even want to hurt my feelings. Um, all right. Do one last one. I'll say some of these players I want to save for when 
and ask Ian, who do you think is a better player, Chris Middleton or Shea Gilgis Alexander? It's such a tough because so Shea, I think Shea, and I want to say that because he's so young and his upside is so phenomenal, dude. And I don't think that when Chris was that age, correct me if I'm wrong, he had nearly as big of an upside as Shea. Oh, Chris no, no, is 29 no, no. years old already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, right now, I mean, obviously, well, right Chris now, probably, that's all I'm asking this. I'm, I'm not asking about projecting forward or anything. It's right probably, now, it's probably point. Chris, and I'll tell you why. It's because Chris is, I mean, he's getting to that point where he's almost a vet. He's almost 30 years old in the league. He's been in the league for like 10, almost 10 years now. He's getting to that point where he's a vet. And, you know, he's obviously not a Hall of Fame player, but you don't have to be a fucking Hall of Fame player to be a vet in the league. Look at Iggy, people like that. So I think that Chris is a better player for sure because he's just smarter. He's been around longer. He knows he's better shots to take. He's also on a much better team too. Well, and, and well, and the other thing is, is, is I think you're right, and it especially shows on the defensive end where Shea, well, yeah, of course, despite, despite being six foot six, just is not a very good defender. He's not very quick laterally. And Chris Middleton is, uh, Chris Middleton's not like the best on ball defender or anything like that. But Chris Middleton is probably one of the better off ball defend, defending wings in the league. He gets a lot of, a lot of deflections. A lot of, uh, uh, he's just a smart player. He's just always in the right place. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think it was. I think that I think that SGA is like SGA this year. I think uh, slightly squeaked out being a better offensive player than Middleton. Um, watching him this year, but uh, Middleton's just enough of a better defender that I think it's just definitively Middleton for now. I think, I think a, year's, a year's time, I think we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably. what I was gonna say. I think that when you ask, if you ask me this question, we still do We're doing this podcast 10 years later, and you ask me that question when he's 29 years old, I'm gonna probably have to say Shea's gonna have a better career already. Well, but yeah, who knows? But who knows? It's the NBA. Yeah. Who the fuck yeah, knows? That's true. That's true. You never know. Um, well, then I'll save, I'll save some of these. I, I used up too many, and now that I know where you kind of have a better idea of where you stand on Middleton, some of these players that I planned on asking. I audibled out of because you probably just would have laughed in my face, but uh, <laughs> so we'll save that. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll do this segment one time with Ian. I'm sure Ian will want to make fun of Chris Milton. So um, we'll save, we'll save some other names for sure for later. All right. Well, we're coming up on about an hour and five. I think we end up like an hour and five every single, uh, every single time we do this, I always feel like I'm saying that, but it ends up being like when I edit it, it's like an hour and five, but coming up on that. So we'll cut it here. Um, it's good content. It's good, good content good stuff for the people. Great episode. Uh, enjoy, everyone enjoy, you know, enjoy March Madness. Enjoy the rest of it. It's been very hectic. It's been crazy. I had Ohio State winning the whole thing and they got bounced in the first round. Then I threw a bunch of money on Drake University at plus 20,000. They got bounced. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been not good for me. So, yeah. And, Dove, and, and West Virginia got bounced also, obviously, yeah. too. So that was, that hurt a lot. Um, geez. Watch some games. Um, you know, it's an NBA podcast. We don't really talk about college, but hey, maybe something insane will happen. Like maybe, you know, Florida Gulf Coast, a team like that comes over there, just every other place yeah. dunk from like 2000, you know what I mean? That team back in 2012. Yeah. So I'd love to see it. But cool. It. All right, man. Well, thanks for jumping oh, cool. on. We will, uh, we'll be back next, uh, this upcoming Sunday. Sounds good. Bye. Later.